2: Along with World Series champion Brad Thompson and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Alex Ferrario, BT sitting in for BK in this final hour. BK will be back with us tomorrow as we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and welcome in a former Major League catcher, 11-year career, six years played with the Kansas City Royals, two years with the Miami Marlins. He is John Buck. John, it is great to have you today. How are you, sir? I'm awesome. Thanks for having me. Definitely. Well, hey, BT and I were just having a conversation. Of course, a lot of people around St. Louis are calling for trades from John Moselock and the Cardinals uh, before this trade deadline. You have been involved in plenty of big-time trades in your Major League Baseball career. I'm just curious, just from a a chemistry situation, when teams start calling for trades, what's that like in a clubhouse? What's that like in a locker room?
1: Um, I think uh, it kind of depends on the person that's involved in the trade. Cause I think that could change the, the perception of what's going on in the clubhouse. Like if it's a veteran getting ready to get traded for or whatnot like that, that, that could change the whole dynamic. So like when I was getting traded to go be with the angels and, and those type of things, it was, it was a good thing. Cause I think I was adding a piece that wasn't a big, huge, like you're moving half your organization. When that happens, it, it can there's all sorts of challenges that come up when you do that. So I think in my regard that the trades I was involved in, it always felt like it was an added plus and welcomed. And the thing is when you go into a chemistry atmosphere of a clubhouse and they're winning, it's you see why they're winning. When you walk in there, it's like, Whoa, these guys are having fun. You know, I get to be a part of it. So uh, that was always, I felt like I was added to what was already good going. So my, my experience, it was always good.
0: Where did you have that feeling the most, John? Like like where you got traded over and said, oh, this is a good spot.
1: Well, the weird thing is where I felt the most comfortable was actually when I signed. Hmm. When Kansas City, what happened was is I left Kansas City where I wasn't, you know, arbit- this is when the money, I guess, in trade, it's not necessarily a t- trade, but... All right, buddy. See it. Sorry. Good. Ball teams walking through the backyard. I like it. (laughs) Right.
0: Boys got to keep working.
1: Uh, Right. Uh, They just got done hitting the cage and they're walking in the pool. But uh,
0: it's all launch angle there, right? It's all about home runs. That's it. I don't care about contact or strikeouts. Is that what you're teaching?
1: Dude, you said launching—that's like saying a cuss word. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that is the last thing I'm thinking about. Launch angle—that uh, thing is going 104 out of Chapman's hand. I go launch angle, like I think launch angle by you. Okay? That's where your thought process—if that's what you're
0: thinking—we're <laughs> gonna get back to that. I, I, we're gonna get back to that for sure. Tell us about the trade though. Like you, yeah, you got or so, so my, signing. My
1: thing, my, my thing is going to. Toronto after the Olympics. and and this is a thing to uh, uh, Dayton Moore is when I left there, it, he made me feel like you're like you're too good, we can't afford you, whether I was or not. That's Dayton Moore sending off a player to be the best he can be, right? That's great. Um, he obviously made the great moves to what he did and you know, who he had coming in, and world Series to prove it, and and used me as a tool to clear whatever was coming right to have Kendall come in but me going into Toronto that chemistry with Vernon Weld Hill Bautista Encarnacion with Cito Gaston it was the first time I had veterans around me that I was learning from because I was always in a clubhouse of young it was the first like oh this is a big league clubhouse because it before it was Matt Stairs, Graffinino, Nino and Stairs raising children with Zach and I, right? Zach couldn't talk to people. I was angry little elf trying to hit homers as a catcher, not even worried about defense. And it was, that was the, you know, what Buddy Bill. And then when I went into Toronto, then I got what trades and what chemistry in the clubhouse really was. So that was the big moment for me that, that was like, oh, here we go. That's fantastic. Way Vernon and I and, and everybody was looking out in the stands for relay and signs. Remember how they thought there was some camera or some dude out there for Jose? Yeah. Remember all that? Oh, yeah. That they forgot to look at me and Lyle standing on deck or at first base. That's as simple as where we were. The way we'd stand up. <laughs> like And how I would be able to pick up what the catcher's doing and what the pitcher's doing. Mind you, Cito Gaston, the greatest in the game. Why did I hit 20 home runs? Having gas, I'm like, dude, when he fans his glove like that, if you don't, if you don't swing at a breaking ball or strike out on looking on a fastball, I'm mad at you. So it was like, all right, I get to go up there and hit a home run derby on a curveball or watch the <laughs> fastball go by by my manager. And it, that vote of confidence was that. That was that team chemistry. It was like Vernon walking around the clubhouse, homers and punchies homers and punches (laughs) and we all of that's why all of us had 20 bombs. Is I, that chemistry that's special well
0: when, when i th- when I think of that and i I mean this uh, with, with all due respect uh, to you and to the Royals organization, who I played a little bit for uh, as well, and uh, honestly, yeah. Dayton didn't make me feel as good when he let me go because my <laughs> ERA was north of six, but like do you feel like when you when you learned those things and you had those experiences and you had those teammates like with Toronto, did you almost look at that and say, God dang it, what the heck was the the last handful of years like you almost felt gypped a little bit well i
1: i you could look at it that way, right? Because they, we did, we were a small market team, and all those frustration things, right? In prime years, so to say, right? But I, why I got to go on that team with Anaheim, and why Social wanted me, why I got to go on that Pittsburgh team, and uh, uh, I'm forgetting manager Colorado, then us in Pittsburgh. Just man- Thank you. All right. Why they want is the way he's philosophy. They got to know how I thought, and they knew I was going to be valuable because I was a chemistry guy in the clubhouse, and I loved making my bullpen guys better. I loved perfecting that, and I was good in that atmosphere. And that's because how I was well defined was learning how to get Zach to even talk to people, <laughs> get, and then learning how to step in Matt Harvey's, you know, punch him in the nose, get a nosebleed to make him, th- you know, th- I can't do that to Zach, and like, and everything in between. I learned that in Kansas City because of those challenges. It was sucked. I got my ass kicked a lot. We did a lot, but look at those players that have gone on in roles. They they were all very successful in, in a lot of roles, and I think that's what I got out of Kansas City. So it's hard to be that hateful on it because I don't. Know, maybe my glass is always half full. That's a
0: great point. No, <laughs> I, really I, I know
1: that's why I got those those. You know, we're talking team chemistry. I know that's why I got those chances because Socha told me so. He's like, You and I are boys, yeah, you, uh, you know, get after it. You go help him with game planning. I was so in I've never game planned ever and it was mind you, it was the Royals. All those kids that I grew up with.
2: We're talking with them. we're talking with former major league catcher John Buck here uh, on BK and Ferrario. So, John, you saying that brings to mind Yadi or Molina here in St. Louis, and of course, you you saw Yadi play a uh, wonderful game. Manager knows how to read his pictures. How much respect do you have for a guy like Yadi or Molina from the path that you're talking about that you took?
1: Dude, so here's Yadi and I. I was I have been called up, and I think I came down to rehab. I had got something right. He was in the Redbirds, or maybe we were right at the same time. He was younger, and I was Mr. W- number One prospect at the time, getting ready to get traded for Beltron, right? And he was there playing Memphis, just got there, but he's the young, like, hey, this is going to be a Molina, right? So, of course, I remember squaring myself up, and I'm like, yeah, I got him, which at that time, I may have got him because I was very toolsy, flat. You know, I was the build hitting homers in AAA. And then he entered the big leagues while I was in the big leagues and proceeded to go past me at a flying speed that I was like, Oh, he's that unicorn. I'm at this level. He's at that (laughs) level. There's the difference. He was starting development in triple a and then progressing in the big leagues where I was peaking as where I should be getting into the big leagues. That's, that's how special it is. If I can kind of gauge that people can kind of grasp that it's, He's, he's really good, and I got to realize the knowledge that family has having Jose as my backup in Toronto. Again, there's that 10 chemistry in that special place for me. I got to work out with him and Benji and and Yadi like right before because we were down in South Florida where I lived and got into here. I spent two days working out, just working on throwing and how I how I caught the ball, where I caught the ball, how I turned my wrist. These subtleties that. It's only going on at the table at this family's house, right? They're sharing these secrets, and I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> they're on another level right now, right? And I and from those two or three sessions of working with Benji and Jose, and then that season with Jose, having all that re re-radiated to me as I'm working with him, it was a game changer year for me because of that again chemistry, and he ha and that's why. Why is Jose and Benji and Yaddy all unsuccessful teams? There's a common denominator
0: there. They, they are successful but the great thing is too john like like exactly like what you're talking about the things that you learn right like like a next level of education that's what you gave players throughout your entire career is that next level right is that that advanced education and it and bring to the beginning of our conversation as the team is walking through your backyard and, and the game of baseball right now first of all why are you not coaching professionally currently like when i hear you talk and i know yeah. your background like why is that not on the table for you you now
1: um a couple reasons one and you know i think you probably had this there's this weird transition when you come out of baseball like i didn't want to roll right back into it it's hard on the family like my main arena of my life is my family and if i don't have balance with that i'm not going to be the best manager i can be uh so i wanted to come home and like this transition like who like who am i outside of baseball i'm more than a baseball and it took a little bit like i did a little long driving i did a little you know it took some while to figure out who the heck i really was outside of being a catcher and so that was kind of and i think if i really got the grasp of that and became a better dad and all these other arenas of life of who we are i feel like it's going to make me a better manager when it's time and that's, so that's how when I stepped away from the game, I figured that's kind of what I was going to do. I had some things going on with the players' union and stuff. It's actually in the collective bargaining room. It's called Next Level Locker. Uh, the deal would have heavily favored the uh, players, so I it didn't work. That's actually the reason I stepped away from the game early as I did, because it was a legitimate thing for the players, but that may be a whole nother radio show. Um, <laughs> but... Why I didn't go into managing, I wanted to realize who I was first before I went into lifestyle. And in the process of doing so, I've come across this conundrum of Little League Baseball of the parents thinking it's the coaches, the coaches thinking it's parents, and the other coaches that think they're good, they're just to get a trophy for themselves are destroying kids and giving them post-traumatic stress syndrome. I had a little brother who committed suicide, a mom suicide. So the mental health arena I'm very acute on. I'm very, like, growing up with psychologists and my dad a doctor. It's something that's... I I leaned into it. My brother didn't. I leaned into it. It made me better in the clubhouse, as we're talking about chemistry. Um, I was I started working with Jim Fannin. Uh, he's America's zone coach. I met him through Alex Rodriguez while I was down in, uh, in Miami, living in that area, and worked on my mental game and it's it's I've applied it to the little league and kind of got involved with my community here with this and it's it's filled my cup. Where it leads to and where it goes as a managerial, I'm starting little league and working my way up. What's this and however we go, I guess baseball seems to decide if you need to skip levels. So for we'll, sure, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> well,
0: I'll say this, uh, John. It, it sounds like it feels like that you're in the right place. You're in the right yeah. place for for a lot of kids. You're in the right place for, for yourself right now. And uh, look, uh, Mike Matheny uh, started out. He was doing he yep. was doing uh, little <laughs> league, and then all of a sudden, boom, bing, bang, boom. Whenever the time is right for you, look, uh, you're going to be in how, there.
2: Look
1: how many times I've said in the paper, my idol that person that you would put on there why did i go to a weird helmet like that guy why do i you know why did i like that rolling glove when i was younger it's that guy
0: oh, oh, he
1: he went, oh i read that book i saw what he said oh really okay i'm gonna go from the bottom if i'm gonna be the greatest manager ever i'm gonna humble myself and be a seven-year-old eight-year-old manager And that's what I'm going to master first and work my way up. That sounds like because that's where I read it from.
0: The John Buck manifesto. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Already started chapter one. Buck, we we appreciate you taking the time. we would love to talk to you again, too, as the CBA comes up. Uh, You you said you got a whole nother uh, whole radio show as we get into all that stuff. So we really appreciate your time today.
1: Thanks, man. It was fun. And, uh, uh, look forward to maybe chatting again.
2: Absolutely, Definitely. thanks, John. There you go, John Buck with us, uh, former major league catcher, eleven year career, and little league coach right now. Which sounds like he's going to be a big league coach sooner or later. Dude,
0: a fantastic like human being. Yeah. so
2: well respected in
0: the game of baseball. And I love that how you answered that about the Royals, like mm-hmm. like the, like those trials and having to go through the losing and mentor other players. Like that gave him further opportunities down the road. So,
2: well, uh, just especially a good coming from what he said about being on a young team and then going to a veteran team that kind of had it in place and then learning a different perspective and a little angle to it. Like you maybe that's the shakeup that they're talking about. You know, that's what you see from yep. teams where they move on from a younger piece and you try and get some of those veteran leaderships. It's what the blues did when they were transitioning, right? It's what the Cardinals did when they went out and got John Lackey makes a lot of sense when he's talking about chemistry in a clubhouse. There are different ways to do it. Definitely. Brad Thompson, Alex Ferrario with you. Air Comfort Service text line is 65780. We'll do a little game of In or Out next here on 101 ESPN.